Welcome to the Garden of Eden. Dammy be asking the questions for the answers that you want to hear. All you gotta do is sit back, grab a chair, or listen up while you clean and cook. Take a leaf from the creative's book. These gems open your mind and your heart. Okay, the show's gonna start. Welcome back to the Garden of Eden, everyone. I'm your host, Dami, and this is where ideas grow. And today, we have a special guest on the podcast, Mr. Dominic Okus. Dom, let everyone know how you're doing today, man. Yo, yo, how, yo, how are yo, things? Yo. Or should I say, yeah? <laughs> For those of you who watch my podcast, that's kind of how I intro it. But yeah, I'm Dom. Uh, I host a little podcast myself called Detail on Mike, and um, yeah, like happy to to share my journey and kind of just just get into this this conversation, man. I think it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited to have this com- conversation because, firstly, you're a pod- podcast host like myself. Um, been doing it a little bit longer than myself as well, uh, and yeah. I always just find it interesting to see what people's. Um, like journeys within the game have been how they've adapted to certain things, how they've improved the stories they have and even where the inspiration comes from. And obviously, because I can relate to it a lot, being in the hot seat now myself, it's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's always interesting just seeing how differently or similarly people see things. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to talk to you on it. And you've got a really good podcast. Like I've listened to a few of your episodes anyway. And um, I, I, I really... I, re- I really enjoyed them, especially the one with um, Don E. That was a that yeah, was a sick man. one. Yeah, um, that was sick man. Yeah, yeah, um, appreciate that, man. Thank you. You, you know what's funny, Dom? Before we started this podcast, and and like before when I wanted to get you on, and I had the idea that I wanted to speak to you, which was probably a couple months ago, if I'm being honest. Um, so yeah. it was. It's been a while in my head. Like I need to yeah. reach out to you um i remember looking at my dms and i saw like you asked me and i'm sorry i never got back to you by the way i realized i never got back to you on it my bad but you asked me about um that recording location in west london the one um palmer i think about recording there yeah yeah, yeah. and this must have been back in like summer 2019 or something like that yeah so yeah, to yeah, see yeah. that you followed through, because I mean, a lot of people don't follow through on on those kind of things. So to see that you've been able to follow through, minus my lack of help, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and that right. you've been able to 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 go and um, be quite consistent is is sick. And you know, just a, another little thing like whenever I see you doing your stuff, it inspires me. Um, on a side note, like yeah, I'm gonna keep yeah. keep going and keep consistent. So. Thank you for that. No, of course, of course, of course. Um, Yeah, like the the podcast is is doing well. Like we kind of spoke off air. We're at our 60th episode. Not sure when this is airing, but it could be the 61st by that time. So yeah, like it's it's crazy after kind of, what's it been, just about two years. Yeah, probably started releasing about two years ago, around about now. So yeah, to kind of get... 60 episodes in over two years obviously while juggling other things has been amazing but yeah but i guess we'll kind of talk about the origins and, and some of the some of the stories that i've picked up from the pod yeah yeah definitely um definitely want to get into that um you were just saying off camera actually where you 
um, first had the idea to become, uh, we'll start the podcast. And I, I do want to talk about you as a, a content creator because for me, like what inspired me to start the podcast mainly is that I realized in my social life, I really liked asking people specific questions about the things they were doing just to see if I could learn anything valuable from it. And I started to realize that maybe if other people could hear how certain people in certain positions thought and, and approach certain situations, that it could be quite valuable and also quite valuable for me to listen back to you as well. And, and, and also to build a brand off as well, like in a selfish sense. So those have been the main inspirations for me. Um, But I think mainly it's been my curiosity in loads of different fields, whether it's acting, journalism, musicians, uh, athletes, etc. So for you, Dom, what was your main inspiration um, to be a podcast host at the time where you were playing uh, college football out in the States? And then what was the main attraction to build it in the detailed or mic format? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, just as you were saying that, I kind of had a couple of thoughts. So I've told this story on my podcast, so I'll tell it, but I want to add, I want to add a bit to it, I guess. So how it kind of started for me is I went to university in America. In fact, let me not start there. So I've been playing football since I was like five years old. I uh, was fortunate enough to play for academies or when I was in uh, like primary and secondary school, played for like really good teams throughout. Realised probably about 16, 17, I wasn't going to become a professional or I thought it was unrealistic that I was going to become a professional. So I decided mm. to to work towards getting a scholarship in the States. So I was fortunate enough to get a really good scholarship to go out to the States. I was studying and playing football out there. Must have been then, amazing. You know, yeah, it was amazing. And we can touch on that. But I kind of fast forward four years, I graduate with an economics degree and I moved to Washington, D.C. for a job. So it's my first job out of uni. I've got more money than I've ever had in my life. <laughs> And I'm, I'm in a new city and I'm just going out every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every week. Gets to probably about end of October. So that's from August all the way to October. Just every week having yeah. it, spending stupid money, getting stupidly drunk, wasting my weekends being hungover. Get to about October. <laughs> I get to October and I'm like, bro, like, what am I doing? Because if I'm being honest, I had a bit of an identity crisis. It's like, ball doesn't take up my weekends anymore. Like, I'm not known as Dom the Football anymore. I'm just Dom who works at this company doing this. So mm. I'm like, ah, right, cool. What am I going to spend my time doing? Usually I spend my time training or going to football, whatever, whatever. Let me do something a little bit different. So I'm like, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I know you listen to this podcast, Halfcast. I've been listening to Halfcast since its, in, since its inception. Like, yeah. And like the way that Chucky thinks and talks and breaks down things, that was inspiring to me. So I was like... Mm. I don't want to do exactly what they do because I don't really want, I didn't, wasn't really interested in doing that like, cultural commentary. So like free shots, yeah. big them up, they're sick. Or like no behaviour, they're sick as well. They're all so funny, but that wasn't really my bag. Like yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm naturally funny guy and just talking about topics. Like the way that I'm at, I'm like naturally quite inquisitive and quite uh, sceptical. So I feel like it could have been, probably wouldn't have trans- translated well. <laughs> right so, i hear you it's good though self-awareness yeah. is important yeah. i think because it's so, easy it's easy to feel like you want to do the podcast where you're talking about body counts and who should pay yeah. on first date and exactly, exactly all of that stuff right so yeah it's it's easy to yeah. feel like you need to do that but if you know it's not your thing then yeah anyway sorry exactly exactly so then essentially i 
spoke to my brother and I was like, what about interview style? Because like from young, I'm talking like secondary school, I'd watch things like Piers Morgan, um, is it Life Stories it used to be called? Something like that. Yeah. Know, like an interview style thing. Um, and then something like, you know, Vlad TV or like Amarud on TV where they're like just interviewing people and stuff. So I was like, I could do this. I'm like quite a naturally inquisitive person. And so we just talked to my brother. I was like, yo, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. I want it to be like interview style, blah, blah, mm. blah. What do you think? And he was like, yeah, like, let's do it. So I reached out to six people and I was just like, yo, I'm thinking about like doing a podcast, like kind of on your life, but conversational style. Would you be interested? And every single one of them said, yeah. I was like, shit, well, that was easier than I thought. So yeah. I was like, cool. So I'm, so I'm like, right, cool, I'm firing out dates because I'm in the States at the moment. So I'm coming home for Christmas. Mm. So I'm like firing out dates to people, blah, blah, blah. Fire out the dates and then like, the rest of history started recording. It's funny, my setup now, when people come, they're like, oh, you've got a sick setup. I've got the roadcaster. I've got the mics. I've got cameras. <laughs> I've got lights. When I first started doing this thing, I was using a uh, Blue Yeti Snowball um, microphone, which is basically just like a microphone that's like this big, sits in the middle of the table. I've got one of them. Yeah. And I'm sitting shoulder <laughs> to shoulder with my I'm sitting shoulder to shoulder with my guest. So we're trying to have a conversation, but we're trying to talk into this microphone. That's how the podcast started. And obviously we're yeah. here 60, 60 episodes later. But it's all about the progression, man. And and you know what? It's been it's been it's been sick. Like and even hearing what you were saying, like I remember for myself, like man was using uh, when I was when I first started doing the podcast. I have one episode that I did in person, but like you, I was just starting with what I had. And I remember I was using Zoom with my old MacBook, and fam, the cameras making man look like I'm a hostage in a foreign country <laughs> these times. Like that's how bad it's looking, fam. <laughs> Working, no, but working, things no. things progress as you put work into it, and um, yeah, no, it's sick to hear that you that you've gone on the same journey. Hey there, Garden of Eden podcast listeners. Sorry to interrupt this episode. I just wanted to say thank you for watching and listening. If you get value from this podcast, from the guests sharing their perspectives on their journeys, um, I would appreciate if you could share this with maybe one or two people that you know will get something out of it if you like the podcast please subscribe or follow it on whichever audio platform you're listening to it on um we've got more exciting content coming up with athletes musicians comedians journalists um sharing their journeys towards mastery and now back to the show um just a quick one um because i know it's something that um, for people who might be thinking the same thing because obviously you have the idea and you think, okay, it's something I want to do. But with a lot, of, like a lot of times um, uh, for a lot of people, they can feel like that something that, they feel that something that blocks them from starting or something, it could be an insecurity about the technology they have or the ability that they have or something or other. Um would you say that was something that you experienced? Um, and if it was, did you? What did you do to overcome it initially? No, man. Like you, you ask my friends about me, and I just like I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but I just have no shame, man. Like I'm <laughs> happy to like I'm happy to try things. I'm happy to put myself out there on a limb. Might get laughed at. Might yeah. people 
But genuinely speaking, people don't really say anything to me. Like, even if they don't agree with what I'm saying or whatever, they won't. They might chat shit in, a, in their DMs or their group chats or whatever, but I don't really care. But, yeah. like, I've done, I remember, like, early, like, year seven, year eight, like, going into the talent show. I can't sing, but my brethren, my brethren <laughs> was a good singer, and he was like, I'm only doing it if you're doing it. So I'm singing the talent show, I can't sing. So, like, doing these things, obviously, I went to America, I went to a college in America that I'd never been to before. Like, I'm happy to just take risks and do things. And, like, I don't, yeah. I've always kind of been a person, I don't really care for, like, what's cool or what's popular or what's, like, are people going to like me if I do this podcast? Are people going to, like, be worried about what I'm saying or whatever? I'm just kind of like, I'm just doing my thing over here. I'm not trying to offend anyone. But, like, I was just like, nah, man. Just like, I'm just going to try a thing. If it flops, I tried, didn't it? Don't get like, no, you can't, I, for me, you can't fault someone for trying, man. You can't fault someone for trying. Mm, definitely. Would, would you say you've been that way from young, young then, just from yeah, as long as you can remember? young. Yeah, like, my dad is someone that kind of instilled that in me. It's just like a fearlessness to just be like, yeah, like, if you want to do something, do it. Don't do, don't, what you shouldn't do is do something because everybody else is doing it or because someone's mm. pressuring you into doing it. But you should do things that you want to do and maybe there's going to be backlash or maybe people won't like you for it. But like, if people don't like you for it, then that's not your true friend. So fortunately for me, I've had, I've had that kind of, I've had that kind of advice from young. And so it's kind of enabled me to, kind of take that into my into my adult life yeah man that's a massive strength to have by the way i'm yeah, kind man. of a bit jealous you have that because uh <laughs> i've had to slowly learn to let go of all um those things i think one of the things that's helped me overcome those feelings is just thinking okay if i knew that i was gonna die today or soon would i care about the things that I'm caring about and putting my mental energy to. And then I'm like, okay, exactly. that's a scary thought, but at least I know if I was in that situation, everything else would get wiped out and I wouldn't care about it. So exactly. um, I guess, yeah, people have to find their own methods to, to get to that point. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can't lie for myself, right? And, and this is going to the topic of like hosting a podcast and obviously you've hosted over 60 and, and in, in slightly different formats over the time, as you were just expressing, like sitting side to side with a guest versus now you've got new camera angles. You've got the, the um, XLR mics all over the gaff. So things are looking different now. (laughs) Um, But uh, for myself, I, when I have a guest on a podcast, I feel really selfish with having them. Like, I want to ask them all the questions that I want to ask. And I feel like being in control of the conversation for me um, is I, I get the most value out of it. Um, and I, I guess, like, for me, the conversation flows more easily if I've got a guest because I feel like I'm always trying to hold my tongue when there's other people around. I'm, I'm getting better, but I'm, I'm yeah. still learning. And obviously you said that you first were hosting it yourself and then pivoted to having co-hosts. I know you've got your, your bro on and um, Abs as well, right? Abs. As the other, yeah, as yeah, the yeah. other co-host. What have been the main differences that you felt then from going from hosting it yourself to hosting it with co-hosts? What are the things that you would say you've noticed and which one do you prefer? So I would actually say the podcast has only grown by having a co-host simply mm. because I think for one 
one, I think, the way that I think is the way that I think, right? And ultimately, the way that Abs thinks, for example, is quite different to mine. Um, We're like-minded in in some aspects, but we're different in other ways. And so he'll ask questions, and I'm like, that's a good question. I would never have asked that. (laughs) So, like, it's, it's, it's helpful to have kind of different perspectives on things. And I think... I do, I think to your point about being selfish, like, oh, there's sometimes I don't even get to ask a question that maybe I wanted to ask or popped into my head, but I've had to learn. I think hosting the podcast is as much about letting the conversation flow as it is meant to flow, meant to flow. Mm. I like to make it as natural as possible. So sometimes, and often, I don't really prep direct questions. I'll just have, like, points. So, like, let's just say I want to talk to a footballer mm-hmm. i want to talk about your what your youth was like i want to talk about what you're maybe when you become a professional and maybe today those are kind of the main themes and i just mm-hmm. want you to navigate within those themes because i think just asking very specific like line of question questions doesn't really allow them and give them the space to like answer the question and they mm-hmm. might give you a gem that if your question is too specific they are not going to bring out mm-hmm. but if you just mm-hmm. let them go on a tangent a little bit you start to uncover all of these gems so there definitely is an art to it, but yeah, I definitely prefer like even some of my favorite episodes on these. I'm like, even though I've had some amazing interviews, have been ones where just me, Abs, and Connor were just talking about a topic. Yeah, because it's just like it's just like what the man them do usually, isn't it? Like we usually just sitting around or whatever, maybe on a weekend, yeah. just chopping it up. So it's nice to just do that, and it's amazing. Even though, like I say, we're not a big podcast, to have people reaching out to us, messaging us, and saying stuff like, "Oh, you know, you're." I really liked your point on this or your podcast this weekend was sick or whatever. So yeah, man, just, just enjoying it, man. Yeah, no, that's 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 sick. I'm actually taking note of that as well. Yeah. Um about the point about um having like the open more, more like open ended line of questioning versus like the specifics. Um so I guess just, and just on sorry, and yeah, just on that point, I think that's kind of why I have these conversations because I see a lot of like interview platforms, traditional interview platforms. And it's like the way that they're questioning this individual, it doesn't matter <laughs> what they said, what they just said, you're just going to ask, you're just going to ask another question. Like they're not actually listening to what you're saying. <laughs> so I was like, wow. if you listen to what the person said, then you would follow up with this question. But it's like the question, this big on a long detailed answer, give you this amazing answer. And you just go, so what about the... And it's just like, wait, are you not going to follow up on what they just said or dive deeper on that? And so that's my thing. It's like, be intentional with your conversation. Listen to what the other person is saying Mm. and say, oh, you just said about da-da-da-da-da. So what about X, Y, and Z? So, yeah, man. Yeah. Bro, it's so funny you mentioned that. That is one of my pet peeves with mainstream interviews. Someone will say something and then they just cut... It's like they cut them off. Even though... Even though even though, like, yes, their job is to ask the questions, it fe- if something feels missing because it's just like they slice off what that person said, give it no attention, no nothing, and just move on. And it's like, wait, we were still here. What's going on? Why'd you just yeah, move this? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Nah, bro, so it's that not, is... It's not, it feels like, to me, these interviews are not for the people. They're not meant to be informative. They're not meant to be... Yeah you know, giving us the real about an, an artist or an athlete or whatever, whoever it is. It's just for, like, the network to say, oh, we have X person on the network today. We've interviewed this person. It's not about 
you know, trying to actually understand a little bit about the person to me anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think I'm very much with you on on that. I get that sense. I guess with mainstream media, it's like old school trying to make sure it's all fitting in with a perfect time. Yeah. But I think that's what's really powerful about um these platforms like that that we can do now hosting podcasts because it gives us the flexibility and I, I think it just gives everyone a bit more space to express themselves more than they would be able to in other Definitely. traditional channels and I feel like that's what's made um like anybody who was previously famous anyway like old school famous those yeah. who've made content have been able to become more human almost with their audience because they feel like they know them a bit more because they've actually seen them openly express themselves more as opposed to back in the day where it was just that five minute or three minute interview where it's just like they say their thing onto the next and it's all like robotic so I think yeah just as a medium now it's powerful I, I don't think we can actually go back I think it's like one of those things now where it's it's changed the game forever. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna keep going in this trajectory. Like we see things like Soccer Saturday on 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 a on a Sky Sports that's got people like Chunks hosting and you know mm. like all of these young content creators and you know Vibe with Five with Rio Ferdinand where it's just him and his guys and now we've got people freestanding on the platform and all these things. So it's gonna become more and more relatable and more and more you know for the people, which is what it should be really. Yeah. Definitely, man. I feel like the algorithm has got us both in a headlock because we were listening to the same podcast, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah From the yeah, sounds yeah. of it. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, just um, moving back onto the topic of, actually, of like, actually hosting and the experience of that itself. Um, and, and I think to give a bit of extra context, I know with some people that listen to this podcast, they are thinking of things that they want to do, right? And I think a lot of value that I can give through the platform is asking questions about um, that experience. And, and one of the other parts that I, I wanted to talk to you on and I'll touch on today is um, like collaboration and organising collaboration. Um, and I know for some people, they've asked me in the past, like, oh my God, how did you get this person to work with you and how did you get that person to work with you and bro you just slid in their dms to jump on your thing and i'm just like you know yeah i mean in in my professional life i work in sales so there is an element of you know just having to ignore all the potential barriers and just go in and ask questions that some people might not be able to ask but i feel like a lot of people have self-imposed barriers on why they can't do those things um, and obviously, with your podcast detailed on Mike, you've been able to collaborate with a lot of, um, you know, a lot of high-profile um, people. For example, Scorcher, um, Medialito, aka Don E. Um, you've had a uh, big Ali PT on there. I've seen my man on yeah. on Instagram. Um, yeah. So Terminator, Terminator, of course, loads, Terminator. How can we've I forget Terminator? <laughs> And it's yeah, had... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loads, man. We've had loads. We've been very fortunate, man. Very, very yeah, fortunate. yeah. For those who don't know Terminator, go just type in on um on YouTube Terminator SBTV. Make sure yeah. you click the video that says fourteen years ago, maybe, and yeah. 
Welcome, welcome, welcome to yeah, the Grand legendary, Scene. Legendary, legendary freestyle, legendary freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'd, I'd be curious to hear about the le- the lessons that you've learned from trying to collaborate with certain guests. Have you learned on? Have you learned any specific skills in how to approach somebody that you want to collaborate with, or what kind of things did you do to build your network? Like, it would be good to to hear and for yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. That. So, fortunately, very fortunately, I've been blessed with being able to have close contact with some of these people. So, the Scorchers, the Terminators, not personally, but Abs, my co-host, has known these people from you know his area and stuff. So. Just very fortunate and able to, you know, reach out to them as, as friends, almost and be like, hey, we're doing this thing, would you like to come down? But someone I did reach out to just cold was a was a channel on YouTube called Delinquent Nation. Amazing content. He's a podcast that I watch. And it's essentially about when people come out of prison, they go on his podcast and they just talk about what prison is really like. Wow. And you know, the experiences, how did you end up in jail in the first place? And they talk about, you know, a lot of them come from you know, not having parents in the household or a traumatic experience when they were young and then mm-hmm. being on the roads from 13, 14 and basically getting kicked out of school and then it was essentially a conveyor belt into jail. Yeah. The the same the same being included for the host himself. So I was just like, mate, like your podcast is amazing. So I just reached out to him, I DM'd him, I was like, look, um, I'm a podcast myself. I've had a few people on my pod. I think you'd be good. Um, like, are you interested? And he just got back to me like, no, <laughs> he's just like, oh, no. he said, oh, he said, yeah. Yeah, oh, he no, said, he said no, no. Like, oh, yeah, he was like, nah. he was like, nah, I'm not doing any podcast right now, like Link Up TV have reached out to me, this person have reached out to me, I've said no to everyone, sorry, not doing any podcast, okay. but man, okay. like, cool, I was like, I respect it, man, like, keep the content up, sick, a couple months later, he hits me back, he's like, yo, you still want to do the pod, I'm open to doing podding now, I was like, well, what, he was like, oh. yeah, I'm open to it, like, let's do it, and then he was like, then he was really honest with me. And that's why, like, I got a shout SP, man. Like, we text sometimes just talking about, like, podcasts and whatnot. But I got mm. a shout him out because he sits down at the table and he's like, I'm not going to lie. I don't really know anything about your podcast. I don't know how this is going to go. I watched a little bit of your podcast on the way here. Like, it's decent. Let's see how it goes. Do the podcast mm. now. And afterwards, he's like, no, nah, that podcast was the best podcast that I've been on. I think he's been on a few others. And he was just like really just like bigging us up. And he was like, the reason I came on the podcast is because when I was coming up, so he's got like 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. He was like, when I was coming up and trying to get people on my podcast, they were ignoring me or not getting back to me. And so I'd rather help an up and coming podcast rather than be on one of these big platforms. And that just like resonated with me, man. I was like, that is, that's, that's a real, that's a real person because he understands the struggle that you and I go through when we're trying to get, you know, content creators and, and famous individuals on our on our platform. So, yeah, man, got to give a big shout out to him. But I say all that to say, just reach out to people. But I think reach out to people with a with a genuine interest in them. I think yeah. just reaching out to like Stormzy and being like, yo, bro, Big For Your Boots was sick. You want to come on my <laughs> podcast? I don't know if that's going to fly. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I don't even know had to add the fly. American twang. But... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's going to fly. Um, but if there's someone you're genuinely interested in, genuinely a fan of, just reach out to them and say, look, I'm a big fan of you. I'm doing X, Y, Z. Would you be interested in, in being involved? Obviously, I'd also say, like, if you're making money from it, then you should probably mm. offer 
some sort of like payment or something because like mm. I don't know I don't believe in you like creating this environment making money off of it and then it, it'll expect, someone's going to be doing a favour for you essentially and them not being mm. able to to benefit from it also so yeah man that, that's, that, that's what I would say on, on that but I would also say just more generally on like people becoming content creators I feel like everyone feels pressured to become a content creator now like the roles have almost reversed like everyone wants to like be a famous tiktoker or a famous instagram person or a famous podcaster mm. or youtuber and it's like if you genuinely have an interest in content creation go for it but also i feel like some people at home feel like they need to be content creators or like oh, if i don't make a tiktok or if i don't post on instagram like people don't think i'm not cool or whatever it's just like you can do whatever you want to be honest like if you want to start a podcast yeah. do it if you want to start a youtube channel do it if you want to start a tiktok do it if you want to create twitter spaces do it if you don't do any of that and you just want to be a consumer, you can, and there's no problem with that. Yeah, there's definitely, I definitely hear the pressure to to want to be on these platforms. I see it a lot, like, yeah. um, you see people, well, no names, no names, mm-hmm. but I definitely see people doing things that, like, don't align to them online just to create a buzz and then it's like why are you doing that there's no need like there's no real like no one's asking you to be in this lane yeah but then i do understand the 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 desire for it i think a lot of people see the good sides of content creating that okay got bare followers people want to take selfies with you get access to all these events and you know you get paid by brands and all that stuff is sick but there's some dark sides, man. And I, I don't know if it's something that you've thought about or seen. You've definitely seen some, for example, audio fails or video doesn't get mo- all of the whole thing or, I don't know, like for some reason Bro. it's coming out dusty and you're like trying to jig the settings and work out what the fuck's going on with my audio and you can't work it out. Or like Mate. before this, yeah, I was testing Zoom and for some reason, yeah. Zoom wasn't recording properly. And I was like, bruv, what's going on? These are just Bro, some I, of the things, right? I lost an episode right at the beginning. <sighs> not right at the beginning. Probably like my 10th episode. <clears throat> I lost the whole episode. And it was sick episode. It was <sighs> a girl called Grace. Big up, Grace, if, if you're listening. It was with a girl called Grace Smith. She uh, she played for England youth as a, as a footballer. Yeah. He goes to a college called West Virginia, which is like one of the top um, soccer colleges in the US. Lovely girl mm. from, from the Midlands. Done an episode, recorded it, done. Then I'm going to like do my editing and that. Like, where's the file? Man oh, can't find the file. Man <laughs> no. can't find the file. So then I had to message her and just be like, look, I've fucked it. I've lost the file. Can we do it again? No. And she and to bless her heart, she she said we can do it again, man. So big up Grace, yeah. man, because you saved me. You saved me. <laughs> um, but also I've had stuff like I've lost the beginning of videos, like you say, like I lost twenty minutes of an episode, uh, mm. like what an important episode as well. Um, but I've also on the flip side, I've had like guests not turn up. He said they're going to turn up. Oh I've had shit! Guests come You've had that hours late. Yeah, I've got a guest house on that. You don't get to 60 episodes and not have some some hiccups along the way, you know? So yeah, I've had yeah. people come hours late, I've had people not turn up, but you know, it's all part of the yeah. it's all part of the part and parcel of the game and that's just how it goes. I don't take it personally. 
Yeah, yeah, of, of course it is. It is part of the game, but it's a part. I think it's part of the game that a lot of people don't don't see as well. And then even even with the um, content creator stuff on a bigger level, I think I notice it with um, like people like Chunks, Harry Pinero, Philly, them man, like. The, the dark side of the fame and being well-known is you lose your privacy and that. You lose you lose all that shit and people just expect from you. Um, and I, I definitely think about that sometimes. Like, okay, what, what, um, what kind of level am I trying to get to? Because I need to consider that if I work, like there's a, there's a percentage chance that I could end up in that sphere and how would I deal with what comes with that? Do you know what I mean? Well, I would... I have thought about this. And firstly, I don't want to be famous. So I have thought mm. about what would I do if tomorrow I just got a million subscribers? And to be honest, the answer would probably be I would stop doing it. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't want to be famous. Like, I know what comes with being famous. And for yeah. me, the externalities outweigh... The, po- the negative externalities outweigh the positives of having money and the notoriety, notoriety and all that stuff. Like, Trunks talks about all the time, going Tesco's with his mum and people are getting out like, their phones and all this stuff in his face. Like, or people just turn up at his house. Like, oh, I'm not no. on that. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm not on that. That shit's scary, so, man. That shit's scary. Either that or I would have an exit plan. So maybe I'd do it for a little bit and then just completely like drop off the face of the Go internet. Off the on map. <laughs> On the storm, on the Stormzy thing though, you see how he just don't have social media, yeah. And so he he's kind of like people almost forget about him, which is weird. But people almost forget about him until he releases music. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, it, yeah. I'm sure. In I'm sure. I'm sure in his regular life, people still see him and that. But it probably hasn't still got that wow factor. Obviously, people who don't listen to our kind of music won't know who he, even know who he is, what he looks like. Yeah. Because they don't have Instagram, they're not like, oh, isn't he that person from Instagram? If you know, you know. But if you didn't know, you won't know. So maybe mm. something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's that is something I thought think about, and I just like, no, I definitely don't want to be famous. Like, it would be amazing if the platform blew up and had that much notoriety and support. And yeah. it would obviously be a hard one because I'd feel like I'd be letting down a lot of people. But yeah, I don't know if I'd want to be that level of fame. Like having maybe 50,000 subscribers or 100,000 subscribers. But like, you know, doing well on YouTube, but nothing ridiculously, ridiculously big. But yeah, when it gets to that level, man, I just, it gives me anxiety, man. It's too much. Yeah, man. I I'm, I think we're having the same type of conversations because for me as well, I think it's just the thought of not being able to go out and live your life that is frightening. Like, I think getting to a level where you've got a small community, I mean, I I guess I'm just talking for myself, where you've got a small community where people who know, know, and it's enough that it supports your livelihood. I think that's the sweet spot. But I don't think, for me, I don't want to reach a level where I can't go shop and I have to wear a mask and I have to wear a disguise because if I don't, people are going to start taking selfies left, right. Just the thought of that is just too mad for me. Like I know I couldn't. Yeah. It, it would. It would like, be. Even, like even be I don't. Too... And again, I've said this on my, said this on my podcast, but I don't want to seem big time anything. But I've had people recognize me for my podcast like, out in public. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no, but like it come on, let them like, know, man. <laughs> it probably happened like three times, maybe. Like couple yeah. times, like once at Shoreditch Power League, once I was just in Shoreditch, uh, just outside corner shop. 
and like one other time, I think. But it's like, that's just me with my little podcast that's got just like over a thousand subscribers on YouTube, like not that much of a following on social media, and I'm getting recognized for it. So, like, imagine that times 50. Yeah. Like, I could, like, I just, nah, man. How, just, how, how did it feel, though? How did it feel initially? So, one of them was they actually knew a friend that they were brothers with a friend of abs so i was like oh, okay yeah that makes sense that cool right then another right, one yeah. was just like random another one was just like random he's like my youtube i'm a poet <laughs> but the way this guy's looking at me is nuts because he's a bit younger than me so he's yeah like, okay. and he's looking at me in the side of his eye he's like oh. you do youtube in it i'm like yeah he's like oh yeah i watch your podcast like you don't want me doing e you don't want with this person oh yeah it's hard man big up i was like oh love man love oh, yeah. <laughs> So that was a good one. And then another one was weird. No one actually came up to me, but they were like whispering and they were like, Oh, you know, that's that guy that does the work on I was thinking, but I could hear him. I'm like, what the hell? It's fucking weird, man. It's fucking weird. Oh, but yeah, my anyone who's watching this or anyone who's a detail I might find that I don't know personally. You can come up and have a chat. Like, I'm just a normal guy. I'll always be a normal guy. And just big up and love for the support. Because I don't want to seem like I'm taking yeah. the piss out of people. No. Watch my no. content. Uh, big up. But, yeah, just yeah. don't be weird. <laughs> like, just come yeah. and that. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's the that's the thing, isn't it? It's like you want to be treated as a human being rather than yeah, just yeah, yeah. somebody that you can just... I think, that it's for me, it's the, the... You know the one where people run up and they don't even look at the person and they're just like, yeah, take yeah. the selfie and then they run off. That's the one that make that's I don't want that. I don't want that. No, I don't want that. Weird man. Proper weird behaviour. And I would never do that to someone. So I don't get how people can like do that to other people. It's mad. But yeah. Yeah. No, it is. I hear you, man. I hear you. Um just uh, moving things a bit along then, because I'm I'm still I've still got a few um questions about you as a as a uh, like creating the space for the podcast. Um and for I know sure. we were talking off off air about how like things improve over time. Um for me the big change was getting getting this mic and uh using the iPhone as a camera. Shout out to Apple for that. If you wanna sponsor me based <laughs> on this, I'm I'm available. My DMs are open. Um so over time, I like added a few bits to the podcast equipment just to take the level up a bit, um, and and not even just only in the in the tech as well. I watch specific other podcasts, so one that I really like, um, which is a bit more similar to my format, is Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, so various episodes, he's got like what thousands. So you know those yeah, of like he's on almost fifteen hundred now. Mad. Yeah. Yeah. Cra- crazy that's like yeah. man bit skin in the game for real yeah, yeah um so. and uh you know there's a guy called lewis Howes as well don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. of him um yeah. and, and and a few others and watching how they conduct their podcasts and and just getting some pointers from watching them so uh what incremental steps did you take over time like specifically to improve the podcast, whether that's technical stuff or also how you actually hosted it? Like, what did you do specifically? So I think a lot of it was just trial and error. Um, like I'm not a tech 
savvy guy by nature. Uh, like obviously, I use my laptop and like Microsoft Microsoft Excel every day for my job. But I'm not. I wouldn't say the most like technically savvy when it comes to like knowing what's going on with audio and video and all these things. So yeah, just you know, just lit like. So at first it was like, what sounds good? So I'm like just listening to it, and I'm like, right, cool. We need to be closer. We need to up the levels because this doesn't sound right in the headphones. And then we went to visuals. So that was again trial and error. We didn't have any lights. The room we recording in was quite dark, kind of similar to this, but could be maybe even a bit darker. So I had to get some mm. some box lights in. Um, but yeah, a lot of it was just like listening to how things sound and, and looking at how things looked and be like, okay, how to increase background lighting in post production? How to increase? How to equalize mm. levels in post production? Because one person is really loud and I'm really quiet or vice versa. So just yeah. like just listening to it because um, I actually cared about having like good quality content as much as I wanted to have good quality conversation I feel like it wouldn't have been taken in if mm. it looks like shit or it sounds like shit so I think that was the the thing for me I think also like delegating so right now all the visuals that you see all the snippets that you see on Instagram that's done by my little brother who's 17 oh sick oh bro so, I've actually sorry to cut you I've been thinking yeah. in my head I need to find a ute from school to just handle some of the grunt work. Like, it sounds bad, yeah. I might have yeah. to even cut that out. But I need, <laughs> I need to find someone who just wants a little bit of work experience just to do yeah. all the cuts and shit because it's long, right? Yeah, it is. But to be yeah. fair, I do pay him. I do pay him to do it. Okay, but yeah, me, yeah. Like, like, little, like, yeah, defo yeah. pay. Like, yeah. you know. I mean, I'm not and, paying him like he's a professional, but yeah. I'm paying and I'm, I'm looking yeah. after him because I think, for one, I know it's like being 17 and having no money. And so that's his mm. little, that's my way of giving him a little bit of change or whatever. But also on top of that, it's like a great internship for him. So him to be able to have a project mm. where he knows how to edit, he knows how to problem solve, he knows how to be accountable, to be on time for things, meeting deadlines, mm. all these things. So yeah, it's just important for me to to give him that opportunity, um, but also like take some of the burden off of myself because uh, uh, I'm a busy guy like I want to go to the gym I want to kick more I want to socialize I want to meet girl <laughs> but I also <laughs> want to do this podcast and, it, and I want it to be uh, be good quality so yeah that's the other thing I think if you need help especially when it comes to the creative process just reach out to people man um, yeah. but be prepared that they might not have the same passion as you I think is a big one Mm. because like you might be like why are we need not, not doing this or we need to do this or we need to do this by this day and they might not have the same drive as you so if you're going to bring people on your team just make sure that your kind of um, thoughts align when it comes to to the, to, to the process yeah man 100% I've, that's going to help me even because I think one of the yeah. next steps for myself personally is knowing that I need to I need help with with certain yeah. things but I've been delaying it because I'm like okay I know that adds a layer of complexity when you add more people to the Definitely. mix how would you say that's been for you actually what what did you have to change about yourself adding more people to the mix that was different when you started as, as, a, yeah, as an so individual I, I couldn't be as demanding for as people's time for people's time so you know I'm the kind of person off the cuff I might message someone on Wednesday later let's record on, let's record on Friday let's go Right. But now it's like my schedule, my brother's schedule. Obviously, I've got my own place at the moment with my brother, but you know, is my brother doing something on that day? Abs, has mm. he got football? Has he got training? Is he busy? Whatever. So 
just accommodating for people's time conflicting calendars but also like just little things like after every podcast I listen to the whole podcast back again so I can pick up my snippets of what I want to go on social media and so you know sometimes I'd ask the guys like what do you think and maybe a snippet that I wanted to put out they're like no I don't put that one out put this one out or Mm. Um, you know, my brother's doing his A levels right now, so I might want to put a snip out on a certain day, but he hasn't got the time to chop it up and edit it. So, just being patient with other people, I think. Which, um, anyone who knows me personally, I'm not the most patient person in the world, so <laughs> I've had to I've had to work on that. But you know, it's all like I said, it's all part and parcel of the of the of the podcast, man. Yeah, of the process. Nah, definitely, man. Yeah. Um, nah, I appreciate you t- touching on that because. Uh, yeah, for me, I think uh, selfishly, I, 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 it's it's something I need to bear in mind going forward. So, um, nah, that's cool, man. Um, yeah. So, uh, moving on to some of the guests that you've had on your pod, um, Dom. Yeah. Um, so, just to give you a bit of context for myself, like one of one of my favorite guests I had on, Jade. Shout out to Jade. I'll put a podcast in the info thing on YouTube. Um, or you can check it on Spotify or wherever you're listening to, whichever audio platform you're listening to, just search for Jade, I think episode 16 or something. And she basically said something. <clears throat> um, uh, she was answering a question about self-doubt and how she overcomes it. And she she basically said, um, discipline neutralizes self-doubt. And it was something that really hit me hard, hit me hard. I was like, rah, that's real, you know? And sometimes I draw for it myself some, uh, in certain inter- instances where I feel like I want to be more consistent or I'm overjudging what I'm trying to do, even though it's part of the process, right? Um, so for you, obviously, you've spoken to various different guests and obviously over 60 episodes, a lot of different conversations you would have had. What would you say the most valuable um, thing you've learned from one of your podcasts has been? like valuable lesson where it just hit you and it it can never leave you like how I mentioned with with what Jade said. Man, you're killing me, man. You're killing me. You're killing me. Man, I've had some amazing stories. It's going to be hard to pick, man. It's going to be hard to pick, but off the top of my head, one of my favourite ones, and it's, it's my most viewed and the one that people always talk about, but school char. Mm. Just having him on a podcast in itself was huge for me. As yeah. a Graham fan, growing up, he's one of the OGs in the movement. Come like, on. his freestyles, like, you know, like, his, his just impact on UK music as a whole is is, yeah. is something that people are going to talk about forever. You can't talk about Graham and not talk about Scorcher. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just talking about his journey, about, you know, being in jail, coming out of jail, then being in lockdown, and then really kind of refocusing. And you see now he's got a new project and stuff out that's amazing by the way if you haven't listened to mm. it go listen to it it's called the drama sick sick project yeah. um, i'm meaning to listen to it because i listened to that tune jürgen which is a yeah. banger which is a banger, banger but i need to listen to the rest of the album yeah you do you do but um yeah just speaking to him about all of these things in the trials and tribulations and the creative process and all that stuff but if i want to talk about lessons i'm probably going to say the delinquent nation episode and the reason i say that and maybe I'll touch on the Terminator episode as well. But the Lincoln Nation one really touched me because just more broadly, his podcast where you learn about, you know, what people go through 
in order to end up in jail. I think a lot of people would would throw people who go to the jail, they're like scum, they're criminals, mm-hmm. they can never come back to it, you know, throw them away, lock, uh, lock them away and throw the key with this language. But you speak about the conditions that they're living in, in these prisons, and it's like, for you to throw someone who's probably already not had the best part into that environment and expect them to come out a better person, it's just really interesting to me. And I've always, I kind of know these things and I'm not very judgmental when it comes to that, but it just really opened my eyes because I just didn't know it was like how dangerous it was. Some of the traumatic things that they see in jail, people getting stabbed in the face, people getting hung, people getting killed and they just have to in go on. UK prisons. In UK prisons. Bro, bro. In UK prisons. He told me prisons. about something. He told me something. Told me something about getting hot watered. Getting hot watered is what it sounds. So they put the kettle on, put hot water. He told me if you really want to do someone, you get the kettle on, you put the hot water in, uh, put the hot water in a bowl, and you put oil in it. So when you throw oh this in someone's God. face, their skin starts to peel off. Oh my! And he's telling Lord. me, yeah, like this, and he, and he's telling me this is like, yeah, this is what people happens in jail. This is what people do. So. Yeah, like, just, you know, understanding that was just like, wow, like, you know, if I grew up in a different area under different circumstances, I could have easily ended up in a in a situation similar to some of the people who end up in jail. So, yeah, it was just a big eye-opener for me. And then I think the other one was Terminator. So anyone yeah. who knows anything about a scene and kind of the lyrical content that Terminator has in his song, <laughs> on our podcast... <laughs> On our podcast, we're smiling from ear to ear, we're laughing, we're making jokes. Me and Terminator are actually going at it at the end of the podcast because we're talking about uh, Firmino, like he's he's really rating him, I'm not really having him that much. Yeah. So we're having a debate about that. Scoring off goals. Anyway, yeah. go on. But, ult- <laughs> but ultimately, um, just he, his, his whole thoughts on like financial freedom. So he was playing for QPR in the championship and yeah. decided to kind of just pack up, pack up the ball thing and go and do other things and like now he has property investments and, and all these things so mm. I think those were, were some of the things that I, I learned in my podcast but I've had some amazing stuff and some really deep stuff that I don't want to like skim over people telling me about you know their dark times being depressed injuries in sport losing the parents losing siblings all these mm. things so it's very hard for me to pick a specific moment right but I would just say the fact that people felt so comfortable to come on my platform and share some of these like really really deep and touching things about themselves was like sick for me man and like I went away from those conversations like wow like that's so impactful and like just gives you a perspective man you never know what people are going through in this world everyone's always like everyone always says it when a, when a famous person dies everyone's like oh you never know what someone's going through da, da, da. and the next day they're slating people this and that left <laughs> right and centre and it's just like no genuinely yeah. you don't know what people are going through in life so like if you don't have a reason to not not be very nice, then then you know just be nice to other people, man. Yeah, man. I I really um resonate with that. I think we both can attest to that being probably a really big benefit of being a host of a podcast. You learn so much from other so people, much. especially when they're sharing a lot of the things that they've uh like the dark times that they've gone through and how they come through it, and obviously. You know, a lot of the people you'll talk to now will have things like, quote unquote, in order. But a lot of the times, if you dig deeper, there's moments where it wasn't the case. And um, yeah, it can really just 
it, it can it can almost make you realize, oh, actually, my problems aren't that deep because they these situations are real. Like the hot water in the face thing, fucking hell. That like imagine even just seeing that in prison. You're not involved, but knowing that that's a possibility. Just being in that environment, knowing that that's happening, and you cannot get out of that. Like you can't physically get out. Fucking hell! Yeah, yeah. And just on that point about other people's problems, it was on the on Halfcast podcast. I don't know if you watched Mm. the episode where Chucky talked about how I can't remember how it came up, but he's basically created a scenario where imagine everybody's problems were on the floor. Mm -hmm. How many people would be running to grab yours? So if we were all in this, like, melee mm. to grab people's problems, so, like, there's problems all over the floor, how many people would be rushing towards your problems if that was the scenario? Because, like, you never know what's going on in everyone's individual lives, right? So yeah. I could put my problem, but I happen to be like, they're so deep, man. I'm, I'm in a really low place, like, life is shit. Then everyone puts their problems on the floor, and then you look at his problems and her problems, and you're like, oh, nah, I'd, I'd rather have my problems take, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, um, better the devil you yeah. know, man. Better the devil exactly. you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but um, hey, man, it's it's um, I think as well that you know the stories that can come out of those things as well can really help a lot of people because someone might also be going through the same or similar problems, and just hearing that someone Definitely. else has been through it, like for example, I was saying to you off air, like I had um shocker on my podcast and he was sectioned three times which even being sectioned once sounds like terrifying but three times is you know you could almost feel like you would write off the whole life thing but um he was really he, he he was able to find a lot of strength in that and turn his life around from that point um and deal with all the feelings of okay yes you know, fear and anger and, and, and pain, but also embarrassment, shame and and transmute that into something more positive. So no, I think it's it's definitely beneficial just to be able to hold the platform to do that, you know. So no, I feel you, man. Sure, man. I feel you. Sure. Um it's kind of on a similar train of thought actually, because uh, obviously you have quite a lot of footballers on your podcast and as yeah. a man who loves football as well it's uh I love hearing football stories and you mentioned earlier you know listening to vibe with five you know I they're, they're I'm subscribed to them I love I love I love when they bring on ex-pros and they talk about the game and all the yeah. stories that happen in the training ground and in the changing rooms and on the pitch and all these little like things that as fans we don't get to see in that high level of the sport um mm-hmm. and all those stories and um I remember when I listened to your uh, podcast with uh, Medi Alito, uh, Donny, yeah. who who um, is as well a professional footballer, and that story um, where he was talking about missing his debut because the fucking trains were delayed. And the thing is, <laughs> what's funny is I know that the train he's getting from like Stratford to to yeah. like Essex out to like Colchester that way. I used to get that train. Because I trained yeah. for a team out there and I remember them delays as well. So I know what yeah. he was experiencing. I was just creasing <laughs> at that story. But obviously you've spoken to a lot of other people in the football world. Like, for example, your brother, um, Abs as well, was a, was a professional yeah. footballer too, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as, as a football fan, 
um, or, or for f- people who are football fans, what's the what's probably the most unexpected story you've heard in the football world from an ex-pro that you were really uh, surprised by from one of your guests? I think the one that pops to mind is when Abs was talking about Edgar David. So Abs is my co-host. He used to play mm. at Barnet with uh, oh, well, when yeah. Edgar David was the manager, player manager, and he just what, talks what about basically being yeah. Oh, he just talks way. about basically you know your idol becoming a villain in a in a matter of moments. No. You know when he gets he gets basically ousted from the team. He gets to sent to train with the under 18s you know he he's basically not to speak to the to the other players and and, and such and you know all of these very extreme things that I, I learned later is 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 pretty typical when a player is frozen out of a club you know uh speaking to my Joshua Parker who I had on the podcast same thing he he was kind of frozen out of a team um uh, that he was playing for abroad so yeah just that that kind of how cold football can be like we mm. see with the glamorous side of football and you know people driving all these crazy expensive cars the adulation from fans all these things but the other side mm. is you know you want to leave a club they won't let you leave but they also won't give you a chance to play and you're just stuck if you don't report for training you get fined if you don't report a certain amount of time to terminate your contract without giving you pay all of these kind of wow. all of these kind of tactics and stuff and you know or a manager coming in really believing in you everything's going well for you as a player but the team's not doing so well the manager gets sacked a new manager comes in yeah sorry mate not for me so now wow. you've got two and a half years in your contract but you're not for me so find a new club and or you're training with the kids stay up fucking hell man <laughs> So, and yeah, at like, the lower I mean, leagues, must be more brutal as well because the pay yeah. is not as much to just go. All right, yeah. I can sit comfy. You're, you have to find another job, basically. Yeah, exactly. But even at the highest level, right? Like, let's just take someone like I don't know Jesse Lingard, for example, who's been in the spotlight, been a top player for Man United, won them FA Cup trophies and all these things. To then go from that to not even being on the bench. What do you think, like, money can only soften the blow so much. Like, what do you think that does for his mental health, being out in Manchester and being like, Jesse, why are you not playing? Oh. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> do you know what I mean? All of this stuff is, is, is things that yeah. people don't think about. Like, he, he's not even being given a chance to, to, to fulfil his duties as a, as a Man United player, even though he wants to and he's being paid with his money. So, yeah, I would say, you know, that is the other side of football that doesn't often get talk, talked about, that even if you make it all the way to the top, 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 top of the world football, it's still not, not be all, all roses for you. Yeah, man. Especially if the people, like you said, doing it are people you looked up to, because I'm sure for your boy Abs when he was in that situation, yeah. bro, Edgar Davis is a cult hero, you know? Like, anybody Literally. that wears goggles on a football pitch or like Edgar Davis, straight yeah. away... And exactly. for that person to do you dirty must hurt that bit hurts, more, man. And he was a really good footballer as well, like central midfielder, played for Netherlands, played for Ajax, like very, very good footballer. And so, yeah, yeah like for that to happen, it's, it's sad, but unfortunately it's just the way that football goes. Yeah, man. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Every, everyone's just another person really in it at the end of the day we just attach these man. mad ideals and i 
idolize these people when actually they're just any other geezer. Literally. When you boil it down. But yeah. <laughs> um, so coming towards uh, the end of the podcast, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got a couple more questions that I that I think might be quite interesting for, for the people listening. Um, sure. So uh, one of the one of the things that I got from a, a guest that I think was one of my like favorite guests to have on, um, who is a guy called Sense. Um, and in his conversation with me, he talked a lot about creating a legacy and um, learning about your genetic codes and reflecting on that so you can understand how your family and your environment came together to create the person you are. And then once you understand that, you can go from there and create what you want in the world because you have an understanding of what's gone into you, which is mad deep. Never thought about that really before, but the way he framed it gave me um, a lot of hope and faith in the sense that if I created, if I do that, and learn more about myself than I can start, um, you know, exerting onto the world what I want to see and bringing it together. So um, I guess my question for you, bro, is uh, have you had a guest that's given you like a crazy perspective shift in what you've been, what you would be able to achieve like in the world? Um, I've had... I think one of the most inspiring stories for me and of recent is my friend uh, Muhammadu. My friend Muhammadu, mm. aka Mads, aka Mr. We Outside, aka Mr. Phase Two. Um, he's <laughs> that's currently, a proper he's shout out face, right there. Yeah, that's a proper <laughs> shout out. my guy, man. But he come and we had a very deep, long conversation about kind of his inception from football into you know playing for playing for Enfield Town a couple of years ago and absolutely ripping it up and managing mm. to get a League One move to Bolton mm. right in the midst of the pandemic. It didn't really go well for him. He's now back at Enfield Town and he's doing the same thing. For context, right. he's got twenty six league goals and it's okay. January. So he's oh, right. crazy. So he's banging. Yeah. He's banging yeah, goals. Like, he's got like he's got like thirty five goals I want to say all comps this year. Like he's going okay. crazy like he's January. in the papers like yeah, he's like in the papers, like every club in like the Champion League One and League Two are looking at him like he's gonna get a move at the end of the season probably. Mm. But essentially he spoke about, you know, leaving the home at seventeen to go and play or eighteen and going to play in Italy and how that was difficult and how he felt out of place. He's like a very tall, skinny uh, guy from Gambia, he's six foot five, and getting like right. racial abuse and wanting to come Jesus. home and all of this stuff and like you know, maybe feeling like he, he his dream was over becoming a professional footballer, but persevering. And then talks about like being closer to God and stuff. He's a devout Muslim. So he talks about being closer mm. to God and stuff. And so it just gave me a perspective of like he's and he talks about being depressed basically in Italy. And I was just like, wow, you should see this guy's personality. He's the funniest, most smiliest, great guy. Yeah. But he talks about like some of his lowest moments, and it's like. You know, even in in moments of despair, can come, you know, something that really gives you that fire in his belly. And we spoke about how that pushes him on now. That moment of despair where he thought like his dream was over, he thought, why did he go and make that decision to move to Italy? 
now Spurs are rolling in the reason he got his first professional deal and he's likely worth to get another professional deal. Mm. And to me, it's just like, you know, it's okay to go through those down moments. It's okay to go through those moments you don't really know what your next move is. Because, you know, when things do go on an upper trajectory, this is that, those moments that will actually spur you on. So, yeah, that story, and if anyone hasn't watched it, go on YouTube or go on Spotify and Apple, type in Mohamed Dufan, go and listen to that one. Because the way he speaks, he's so energetic, he's so funny, but he's also, like, quite, quite deep. Mm. I, I, I definitely will be giving that a listen. That's yeah, really hurt my curiosity, it's, man. Yeah, it's so good, man, honestly. One of my favourite ones, like, one of my most viewed ones of recent as well, like, really, really good, really, really good listen. Mm. And um, just on the lesson from there as well, actually, because, uh, yeah, I think I think it's easy to feel like if it's all, if it's not all going upwards and it's not all good, then things are overall quite bad, right? Um, and, yeah, I've definitely personally had those moments where things were, like, rock bottom. Like, I'll give an example. For, like, the, a few years ago, I was in Australia this girl broke my heart and I thought my life was over, fam. I'd gone out to Australia try and make this shit work and it didn't work. But in hindsight, with the way it moved, like, my life, like, I started to think a lot about time and, you know, the fact that everyone's going to die. And I started going into these ideas and, and it it made me it made me reflect on those things and push me in a certain direction where I started taking a bit more charge in life. Because, you know, we were speaking about earlier where you said that you didn't feel any shame and you could try anything and you you, you just wanted... you If you wanted to do something, you would act and do it. Um, for myself, I, I didn't grow up with that mentality. And I think that moment gave me the push to be able to do those things, which is why I'm able to, like, do the podcast now and write a few yeah. bars and actually, putting them out and things actually, of that nature but sorry go on I do, sorry to interrupt you I do actually want to touch on that as well because I might maybe that will get taken out of context that from 13 years old man just thought you could do whatever but I was very fortunate in that I had a dad and a mum who were very supportive and would drum that into me but also I had an older brother who we both know who mm. was for for I hate to have to say this on camera, but like the guy in the end, he's the guy. He's the guy. He's the footballer. He's the teachers love him. The girls love him. Like the man them love him. Like everyone just cool because he's a baller. He's a nice guy. He's tall. He's like the the fastest in the school. All this stuff. And so being his little brother and coming into the school, anyone who was in between our age groups, it was just cool. Oh yeah, that's my man's brother. Oh, he's cool. He's good. He's doing this. Oh, he's, he's like, don't worry about him. He's good, like. So I could just kind of just navigate my way through secondary school, just being myself, just off mm. the strength that no one's really going to chat shit to me because I know boys that are in three years above me or four years above me who have got love for my brother, so they're going to look after me, look out for me. Yeah. And so yeah. I was blessed with the ability to be able to navigate. And then you get to a point where you have that confidence. So this, that starts out at like year seven, year eight. And then by year nine, you've carved your own this is dog. Yeah. This is how he acts. And then you can just do your thing. It doesn't really matter about your older brother anymore. But that yeah. is also the fortunate situation I was in. So I want to give yeah. that context that man just wasn't out here on some, yeah, I'm on whatever, Martin Luther King, <laughs> Malcolm X thing. Like, 
<laughs> like it, oh. it's, 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 it is contextual. It is contextual. <laughs> Man, I had to put in that disclaimer, you know. Yeah, disclaimer. Because I don't want to just think Mum was just on this black militant thing from twelve years old. Like it's contextual. I was very fortunate in the situation I was in. You get. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that is funny, fam. Oh, it's yeah. like training wheels, isn't it? You when you're when you've got an older sibling who's gone to the school and his reps high, it's just like yeah, exactly. Training wheels, fam. You get the yeah, you get the good. little no, but you you obviously now you're you're um always really, but I guess now you, as you said, you feel like more you've carved your own lane out and now it's like oh definitely Dom's the guy. Dom's the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think so. I don't know if I would go as far as I was the guy, but I would like to think I was well-liked for just being me, mm. um, which is, I was, I'd like to think I was always, like, pretty nice to people in school. Maybe some people would disagree, I don't know. But I always like to think I was pretty nice to people. Like, I was a good little footballer myself, um, good at sport, like, good in the classroom. So, yeah, like, I'd like to think I kind of carved my own lane long mm. after my brother was gone but yeah it definitely did give me a little bit of a boost when I when I first joined the school yeah man no for sure for sure we we appreciate the yeah. disclaimer bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to just throw that in there because I don't <laughs> want people thinking oh right it has this 12 year you on some mad smoke <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah. oh god um so uh obviously we've we've touched on it earlier uh, and throughout the podcast that you're 60 episodes deep which is a lot of time man it's a lot of it's a lot of content bro which is it's it's sick already it's sick already um and obviously i've done quite a few podcasts um myself um and i'd say the most the the most interesting thing that i've actually learned just as a general thing from actually doing the podcast is <clears throat> obviously I love hearing people's stories and ha- the perspectives and and what they did to go get into certain situations or opportunities and things like that. But I think the overarching theme that I've felt is, wow, I know so fucking little about the world. Every with every episode that I do, I'm like, wow, there's all these little things that people are talking about are happening in life, and I'm just like. Rah, I just know so little. Um, so uh, for you, Dom, what would you say has been some like underpinned learnings that you've got from doing the podcast for 60 episodes and with all the conversations well, you had? I think um, to your point, that is something we actually want to work on is we want to have more conversations with people who are outside of football because mm. I feel like we've we've touched a lot on it and we've gone quite deep on it and I'd like to... Like when I listen to Joe Rogan, I'm like, bro, what the hell are you not talking about? Like they're talking about space and this and DMT and all this crazy stuff that they talk about. I'd yeah. like to dive a little bit more into that stuff, but ultimately, what have I learned? I've learned that, like, kind of like from the Mads episode, like, you know, everyone has their own journey. Some people's journey starts amazing, is rubbish in the middle, and is great now. Some people's journey started rubbish and, and as soon as it turned to good, it's been good since. And some people are life started rubbish and it's been rubbish to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, in their in their in their in their own perspective. And so yeah, I just think it's important not to not to judge people. Um, 
everyone goes through things that we don't necessarily see. Um, and I would also say that small events that at the time seem in- insignificant, in h- hindsight and retrospect, are very significant. And so mm. I'm not saying try to dwell on d- dwell on decisions, but you know, like if a decision is going to completely change the trajectory of your life, but you only see it as, oh, I don't know. Let's just say you went to university to study accounting. Mm-hmm. You spend time going to accounting, you go and work at an accountancy firm, and then you end up being a VP of a company. Whereas if you would have chose to study, I don't know, art instead, you might have done that and your life could be completely different. Now that might seem like too pretty meaningless. What am I going to study at uni? But the fact that you was able to become a VP at a top company is because the person you had a class with, dad works there, you got an internship, and now you're mm. in the door and then you've done your thing, you worked hard and now you're there. But if you would have chosen a different degree, you wouldn't have had a class with this person and your life would be on a completely different trajectory. That's a silly example, but essentially mm. my point is that when you're making decisions about your life, just think about the ramifications of the decision, both positively mm. and negatively. Because, you know, if you make the wrong decision, you could be paying for it with time. But if you make the right decision, it could put you on a on a, on a great co- trajectory to be to be successful. So I think that's also mm-hmm. something I've learned is that these when I'm listening to people's stories, they're like, "Oh yeah, this happened," and then that meant that this happened, and it's just like at the time as a young person or you know someone in your mid to mid to late twenties, whenever that mm-hmm. probably seemed insignificant at the time, but looking back in in in, in hindsight, it is significant. Yeah, that butterfly effect yeah. is real, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's a that's a deep lesson still. That yeah, is a deep yeah, lesson is, still. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know if yeah. you've seen that um thing on Instagram where they have, like, you at a point and then all the different point, points you could, like, choose to do something and then yeah. how your life goes in. Like, just from that point, it can go in several, well, infinite, really, different directions, yeah. right? <clears throat> exactly, so um yeah that's yeah that's a that's one to to think about definitely yeah and i also just want to say just just more generally about the reason i do my podcast is Mm -hmm. because i enjoy having conversations with people it's not because i want to be a famous podcaster it's not because i want clout on instagram it's not because i want a million followers or anything because i genuinely enjoy doing it if it picks up steam and becomes this really famous podcast, great. If it doesn't, I've really enjoyed the conversations. I think mm. in terms of just content creation, you should create content you enjoy and have fun making. Yes, make it good and you know maybe get a bit stressed about the audio not working or the video not working or it's not getting as many views as you thought maybe it should and you want more people to see it. But ultimately, just do the content because you want to create it and you enjoy it rather than because you want to gain something from it. The gain should be the enjoyment and utility you get from creating it. Yeah, man, hundred percent. I think, yeah. If I didn't enjoy this podcast, I would have stopped time ago because there's so many I things could, that you have right. Yeah, yeah. You, there's so many things do, you couldn't do sixty episodes if I didn't like this. Like, yeah, like all those <laughs> shit things that happened to you, for example, yeah. where you lose episodes get lost people don't turn up people turn up hours late you and you're doing it for free if you didn't enjoy yeah. it you just pack it in you just pack it exactly. in so exactly. yeah no i hear you man it's it's important to 
to keep up the process. I love I I love having these kind of conversations, bro. I just I've learned bare stuff from you today. Bare, <laughs> like the flipping on the even on the negative side. Like, okay, don't go to prison because fam, that kettle yeah. and oil thing <laughs> does not sound. Yeah, that shit thing. sounds long. One, but also like not idolizing people too much or even considering like the impact that you're having, knowing that you got recognized already three times out there and that could increase a bit. So being ready for that. And then also just, you know, mentioning your story about the the friend that went out to Italy and has managed to change things. So yeah, man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff I think people can take from, from today's convo um yeah, so thank no, you for it. thank you for being on dom i hope you've enjoyed cool. it as well yeah no it's been good it's been good to kind of tell this tell this story obviously i did a, a kind of my life journey on my own podcast but it's been good to just talk about detailed on mic and what we're trying to do over there and yeah i'll just say yeah. i appreciate appreciate having me on and reaching out and you know guys if you if you've never heard of me before and this is the first time you're coming across me please head over to the channel, check it out. I think we've got some, mm. some interesting content that you can you can learn some from. Most definitely, people. you got to head over there. Mm-hmm. Got to head over to Detailed yeah. on Mike, man. Got a f- very good yeah. few podcasts on there. Um, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Um, <laughs> Hopefully. Dom, just um, for, for people listening, if they want to find you on platform, basically, this is the section where you can plug yourself, bro. Where, where can people <laughs> find you and yeah, you know, so to be honest, story, to be honest, man. like I, I, I don't want any shine for myself. But if you head over to Detailed on Mac on on Twitter, Detailed on Mac on Instagram, Detailed on Mac is the YouTube channel, and it's the same. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever you use to listen to your to your podcast. Do that. If you do want to take a dive into my life, it's not that interesting. But if you fancy it, it's um at doms underscore matrix on instagram and at one dom underscore on twitter if you want to find me in those places but um yeah appreciate people anyone that's got made it this far on the pod thanks for listening to me to, to waffle on about uh, about my podcast for an hour and uh big up demi for for having me on man no for real man i've always i've, I've wanted you on for for a long time and like i said at the beginning it's really um like seeing what you're doing is really inspiring and like I take like please keep doing it because whenever I see you I'm like yes okay I gotta keep going as well so yeah, of course, nice man. it's um it's giving me a lot of motivation and um I I enjoy what you guys are doing so yeah keep keep it up man um Absolutely, brother for those um listening thanks again for tuning in I really appreciate it and hope you enjoyed this episode I'll see you on the next one take care. Bye-bye. Peace. Bless.